All right, so uh, as it as it's uh, displayed on our screen, somebody's got to go, and uh, and I know uh, uh, a couple of people read that was like, yeah, yeah, some people got to go, they got to get out of here. That's not not what it's trying to say, you know. I was talking to somebody, and, I was, and it was like, so it was the message that said somebody's got to go. Yeah, amen, Pastor. I agree. Some people just got to go. And that's kind of not, it's not getting rid of folk. That's not what the angle is. All right, so we'll talk about it here in a second. We talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, and since uh, I, because we did so many things in the service last week, I uh, gave you some cleft notes. I didn't really get deep into it. So let's see if we can touch it a little, little, little more today. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 7. Who did I get that to this week? Jason. Wait, uh, Jason with the children. Yeah, I gave that to Jason this week. So, this is a scripture that uh, I actually had, uh, well, I want to say I stumbled on. The Lord guided me to probably maybe about, probably more like 20 years ago now. Um, and I haven't really taught from it much, this passage, but I live by it. So it should be interesting here uh, as we delve into what God is talking about. So 1 Corinthians 7, and we'll start here at verse 20. It says, uh, let every man abide in the same calling where he was called. Let every man Abide, that word means remain in the same calling wherein he was called. Um, verse 21, it says, Are thou called being a servant? Care not for it, or don't worry about it. But if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. So it says, you know, don't make that big deal. But for he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also, he that is called being free is Christ's servant. So you are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. And then uh, we'll highlight here verse 24. It says, Brethren, let every man wherein he is called, therein abide, remain with God. And, and so just to give you an understanding of, of what the scripture is trying to say. So let's say you were working for McDonald's. And God calls you, uh, calls you to ministry or whatever, uh, uh, just for the sake of conversation and, 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 and inspiration, calls you to the NBA, but you're at McDonald's. Well, the scripture says, remain faithful where you are. So it doesn't say, go in to work the next day and be like, yo, God done called me. I'm out. I'm out. Forget y'all. It's not, it's not saying that. It's saying, now in the position that you're at, operate in that position faithfully. Because the scripture says, he that's faithful in, a, in another man's God will give him his own. So what it's saying is, have your attention focus on faithfulness. That's what abide remaining as God elevates you to what he wants you to do because the scripture says in, in Philippians 1 6 be confident in this very thing that he that's begun a good work in you will perform it it says he'll work in you to will and to do his good pleasure first Thessalonians says he'll call you and also do it so so what he's saying is I'm going to start moving things to position you into what I purposed you to do but that doesn't mean you're not faithful in someone else's vision 
at that time. Okay? You got that? All right. It's going to all make sense here. All right. So, and then uh, we went over these scriptures last week, but you can write them down because I, if, if you can't study it out, I'm not teaching it. So, uh, you, you have the scriptures because the, the Bible says in Acts, search the scriptures to see if it's so. So, you, you have to go reference this stuff and, 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 uh, and check it out for yourself. So, Deuteronomy 30.19, we went over that scripture uh, last week. Uh, the, the Bible says, I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. But it says, choose life. So, so, so again, I'm starting out in this, this, this God-designed purpose, and I have before me life and death, blessings and cursing. But there's a hint in that scripture that says, choose life, though. So don't choose death and don't choose cursing. Choose life, right? So, so, but, but, but the scripture is telling us we have choice. So a lot of times we go, I can't believe that's happening. Well, is it a result of your choice? See, that's how you have to look at it. Because we go, I can't believe God let this happen. Well, God does not forcing his will on you. He's not tricking you into his will. That's what the devil does. God has allowed you choice. But he told you, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. He even said, meditate on the word day and night. Do all this written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. I might have said it not exactly right, but Joshua, Joshua 1.8. So he's giving you the script, but he's, he's allowing you to choose to go down that road. He says, there's a narrow way that leads to life and peace, Matthew 7, 13. He says, a broad way leads to destruction. What he's saying is, hey, you might want to take this way, but I can't force you to. You have choice. But it's, it's amazing how we fight for our own independence when, as we're growing, right? We, I want to do my thing. We can't wait to, you know, we turn 18 and we like, yeah, I'm going to be grown. Now I'm going to do what I want to do, which is not really true. But you, you, in your mind, you think, I'm 18 now. I can do whatever I want to do, right? That's what your mind tells you, right? You know, and so we, we work so hard and then we live a life where we go, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Unaccountable, no responsibility. But, but the reality is, you're still under the governor of choice. Because the Bible says, God is not mocked, not tricked, not fooled, not even stuck. He's not even perplexed. It says, it says whatsoever you sow, that you, you shall reap. So you're, what you sow is what you choose to receive. What you give is what you choose to receive. So let's say if, you know, you're around other people's visions and purpose, and you, like, take it for granted. It's not even important to you. Let's say you pay nobody else any mind but what's important to you. Well, that's what you're sowing, right? So everybody around you ain't going to pay nothing else, no mind, but what's important to them. But then you go, nobody's there for me. Who are you there for? I'm not, and that's not being sarcastic. That's just understanding the, the angle of that. Understand the angle of that. Do you need something? <laughs> just check it. All right. So, <laughs> you understand? Just understand the angle of choice. Understand the angle of choice. Right? Like, keep that in mind as we go to the next scripture. Okay, so the next scripture we talked about last week was Romans 12, verse 1. Uh, you know, just for review, I'm 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 am I'm gonna run through these scriptures, but I want you to have it so you can study them yourself. So that says, present yourself as a living sacrifice. So once again, God has given us the 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 plan, the game plan, the script, the playbook, right? Hey, hey, hey! Present yourself as a living sacrifice, right? 
holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Reasonable service means the least you can do. So he's already given us the script. Hey, present yourself a living sacrifice. He told us in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, he said, uh, your life is not your own. You've been bought with a price. So glorify God in your spirit and in your body. Right? So now again, he's given us a script, but we have the choice. So if things aren't going a particular way, triangulate them back to our choices. Right? It's our choice. Did we choose the narrow way? Did we choose to present ourselves a living sacrifice? Did we choose life? Did we choose blessings? The things that will facilitate those things is what I'm saying. Right? Did we choose to glorify God in our, in, in our spirit and our body? Right? Did we choose? Okay. And that's Romans 12. I gave you that. Uh, gave you Deuteronomy 30, 19. And then, um, okay, then we got into talking about Genesis 12, 1 through 3. All right, so I know I got to speed this up because we got to get to something. But Genesis 12, it, it was uh, Abraham. Abraham actually was what we call compliant. So that means, you know, some of us have never been compliant in our lives. Right? That means... They, we've always been freelance, do whatever we want to do. And if somebody tries to get us to do something, we, we fight because they made the choice. We didn't make our own choice. Like, you know, you, you ever feel that uneasiness with somebody? I just need you to do this. You, you ain't my daddy. Well, they're not communicating because they're your daddy. They're just trying to guide you and give you assistance in a certain path. They're using their, their wisdom. Like, we're part of a, a God's family, right? So I was on the team, and the guy says, okay, hey, hey, you got him on D. I want to go, well, why I got to play him? Why don't you go play him? You ain't my daddy. No, I go play the person because that's my assignment on the team. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to control my life. We ain't even talking about my life. We're just talking about the position you have to play on the team. So, so the Bible says God set the members in the body as it pleases him. So we have positions to play on God's team. Nobody's trying to control our lives. They're just like, hey, this is your position. Right? That's all it is. Right? We, we're just trying to get it positioned because if God said the members in the body to please him, if you're out of position and he pouring a blessing in that spot, you might be out of position. You might be out of place to receive it. Right? All right. So here, uh, Abraham was compliant. Flowing with like, like compliant. That means if you told Abraham, hey, hey, you had to tithe. He tithed. If you had to sacrifice, he sacrificed. If you had to uh, circumcise your kids, he circumcised. Abraham was like on it. And then he, was, he had grew to a point where he was the, the go-to guy. Abraham walking around, Abe, hey, Abe, hey, what's up? Yo, what's happening? Hey, hey, you took care of that, right? All right, good, good, good. Hey, 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 come on now, you know better. Hey, 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 we're going to have a talk today. we have to talk today. You know better. I ain't see you at the mass. Right? That's Abraham was rolling like that. Well, God shows him and said, Abraham, he says, man, you've been such a blessing. Hey. I'm going to set you up. I want to bless you, but you're going to have to leave your brother and your kindred. Now, think about his first reaction. What do you mean, leave my comfort zone? I'm a rock star here. Everybody knows Abe. I'm the guy everybody relies on. I'm the guy everybody depends on. I have so much value. Man, I'm taking care of my nephew. I'm taking care of my dad. I'm, I'm the go-to. God says, yeah, but you've been so faithful in everybody else's. He says, it's time for you to have your own. That's Luke 16, 10, 10 through 12, right? Be faithful in that which is another man God will give you your own. So he says, 
He says, now it's time for you to have your own. And the Kamash, which is a, a book I, I described it last week, of uh, a, a breakdown of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible that was uh, given in vision to Moses, uh, the Kamash breaks it down as Abraham was told by God, go for yourself. Yeah, no, 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 not go for yourself. I'm going to do me. You know, I know. I, it, no, go, listen, your reward now is I want to give you your own. So now your compliance will be to me. God, obedience to me. So, so, so he told him to leave his brother and his kindred. He says, here, let's go to Genesis 12. Let's, let's actually look at it. Since I set a stage for it. Genesis 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, and unto a land which I will show thee, and I will make thee a great nation, that's a great people, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curses thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now here, remember we said he said before you life and death, blessings and cursing. He's telling them what he needs to do to be blessed. Now I need you to obedient, leave your comfort zone, leave familiar. Remember I gave you the story of uh, the dream giver last week of the of ordinary that lived in the town of familiar. You know, so he, he, he told him to leave for me. He says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless them. I'm going to bless you. And, and anybody that curse you, I'm going to curse. But he says, you have to leave your brother, your kindred, your country, your comfort zone. Go to where I'll send you. Because we establish a great foundation here is what God is saying. Oh, it's solid. Now I need to extend it throughout the world. I need, he, and basically what he's saying, hey, hey. Out of this crew that we, we've established, it's been solid, but somebody's got to go. That's the only way it's going to be extended. I, then like, I, I just don't need it here. I need it smeared everywhere. Right? So we talked about that even last week. So I just wanted, uh, that was kind of a little reminder scripture. So basically what happened with Abraham, the mantle of chosenness was placed on. So when God places that mantle of chosenness on you, now you you, you shift your compliance from man to God. You know, you had a you had a Elijah and Elijah, uh, uh, L E L I J A H and E L I S A S H A. So Elijah placed a mantle on Elijah. And when he placed a mantle on him, as soon as that mantle was placed on him, it was a mantle of chosen. Now he's chosen. So now he has to be obedient to God. He goes to Elijah and go, hey, hey, I got to go take care. Look, he, his default. Hey, hey, you got to go make sure my dad's taken care of. I got to go make sure every, every, the oxen is taking everybody's fed. He, he's like, go about your business. I don't know you. What he's basically saying is, you don't get it. That mantle of chosenness was placed on you. All the things you were doing in default to, to be approved by your, your, your man and your brother and your father and your cousin and all that. No, 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 no. Now your approval is, is, is the obedience to God. You, I'm sh you're shifting to another level. You have to leave your comfort zone. That's basically what he was telling them. All right? And so he basically was saying it's time for you to go. <laughs> right? And, and so... Um, I gave you this story uh, about Joseph last week and how Joseph, 
even though they is his brothers and sisters when he when he told them the dream, they, they were envious and they said, "Okay, we we're gonna kill this guy. Yeah, we we we're gonna kill him." So they went to kill him, but one of the brothers had a little guilt. He's like, "Man, let's not kill him. Let's just put him in a pit." But his goal was to put him in a pit and come back and get him. So they put him in a pit. He comes back. He gone because they had sold the other brothers had sold them to slavery. So Joseph gets uh, uh, sold to slavery and then he um, he becomes the top slave. But then uh, Potiphar, who was the, the, the uh, ruler over him, uh, his wife tried to have sex with him, and Joseph wouldn't do it. He says, "Well, I can't sin against heaven," is what he said. If you read the scripture, um, and so she called, she cried rape. It was crying rape way back then. So she cried rape. He gets locked up. Now, now here, Joseph ain't did nothing but share a dream, <laughs> and now he's in prison. Then he was locked up. Then he gets locked up, and he. His dreams, he interprets a couple of dreams. Eventually, he ends up before Pharaoh. I'm skipping a lot of the story. And he interprets the Pharaoh's dream. So Pharaoh made him next in charge of everything, made him governor. Well, when the famine came, everybody had to come back to Egypt to even eat. And his family had to come back. So eventually, make a long story short, his brothers and them end up serving him like he told them in the dream. So the father dies, and the brothers go, okay, dad's dead. Uh, I think Joseph's going to kill us now. We deserve to die, what we did to him. He's going to take us out. I think he was only nice to us because dad was alive. And so, so you know, they, they negotiate. So they come to him. Hey, hey, we'll bow down to you. We'll serve you. Hey, whatever you need us to do, you want us to polish your shoes? Because they're trying not to die now. Right? So they're willing to serve him at a whole nother level. And Joseph's like, nah, 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 nah. Y'all don't get it. Genesis 50 verse 20. He says, you meant it for evil, but God worked it out for good so we can save so great a people. He says, so if it wasn't for what happened, I wouldn't have been here to interpret the dream when the famine was coming. If I would interpret the dream, then they would, the Egypt wouldn't have prepared for the famine. If they didn't prepare for the famine, all the other countries wouldn't have had a place to eat. We'd all die. So basically, Joseph had to go. See, somebody has to go. So, so we were talking about last week how you get this pull that you got to do something outside of the comfort zone, outside of the norm, outside of compliance, right? Something that everybody's going to go, oh, so you, you, you trying to be, be Mr. Bible now, Mr. Holy now. Uh, okay, I see you, Keith. Yeah, I remember you was out there at the clubs. And but now you're trying to, man, ain't nobody trying to hear that. Yeah, but, but, but somebody had to go, Right? Because God was trying to, God's trying to change lives. And so he needs us, he sends us on these uh, uncomfortable missions, you know, because lives are at stake. He takes us outside of our comfort zone. And this is the thing, like, like somebody has to go, but, uh, you know, because everybody can't stay in the comfort zone. You know, everybody can't stay, uh, you know, around family and consumed with the ordinary, you know, even though we fight so hard to do what we're comfortable at doing instead of being obedient with God designed. And, and so, uh, but you have to realize some of what's happening in your life when, when things start, start uh, breaking and, and, and failing and, and it's all, all types of weird stuff going on, that's now you done passed the point of grace. See, the Bible says to just shall live by faith. Not grace. See, a lot of times we, we, we try to live by grace. We're trying to, you know, but you don't want to use grace uh, just to stay at home. 
like <laughs> you don't want to use grace just because uh, you want to slip and dip, right? I mean, grace is not for that. Grace is on your road to fulfilling purpose. You're going to trip, slip, and dip because you're under attack. So the grace gets you over the hump. You don't want to use grace just for everyday compromise. You're wasting your grace. Right? And so, so, so what happens is we, we, we're in this position where God is trying to move us and get us to do stuff. But a lot of times we're not... Um, we're not being as obedient as, as, as God uh, requires us to do. So, so you, you ever hear people say this? Man, I've been running for the Lord for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, it'd be impossible to really run from the Lord. But I got a question. Why? Why would you be running? Why would that even be an option? I mean, sometimes I, we're not thinking about that. We just, it's just a good phrase to say. And, um, and it's not even a good phrase to say. Sometimes it's true. It's like, <laughs> he almost got me. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Lord almost got me, man. I almost was about to do some righteous stuff, man. I got out of it, though. <laughs> he didn't get me today. You know, something in us that thinks that's okay. But I'll tell you, uh, 57 now, and having traveled through a process, so, so, so we think of, you know, we, we tell ourselves we're running and things like that. But, and I said this, you know, me and my wife are 57, and we both could tell you, like, we wish somebody would have told us what we're hearing today. Mm-hmm. Wasted a whole lot of time with uh, our plans that keep having these little tweaks to them or delays to them. And the whole time, God's trying to get your attention. But, but pride says, oh, no, this will really work if I just do it this way. Even though you already, you, you keep getting the same results, but you keep going, no, 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 I know. If I do it this way, this time. And I told y'all the story before of the, of, the, of, the, of the three buttons, the red, the blue, and the, the green. And a person climbs up, he pushes the blue button, and the trap door opens, and he falls down. So he comes back up the second time and goes, oh, I know what I did wrong. I pushed the center of the blue button. This time I'm pushed the top of it. So he comes up, pushes the top of it, same results. Comes back up, no. Nah, Tripping, tripping. No good and well. It's always good to push the bottom of the blue button. <laughs> You're pushing the same button. Now I use button, but you can y'all can relate of how you you you're doing the same thing. Getting the same results, but pride says, I'm going to do the same thing differently. That's what pride says. But the whole time that, 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 that unction or that pull is saying, hey, I need you to go somewhere. I need you to do something. Which, but, but just like Elijah said, well, no, I got to take care of the oxen first. You know, oh, oh or, or Jesus was calling folk and they was like, hey, hey. Hey, I gotta go back, bury my 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 father was my father. He said, he let the dead bury the dead. Yeah, he's so insensitive. No, no, you don't understand what's happening right here. The other person, hey, 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 I gotta go back and tend to. He says, a person that 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 uh what is it? What is it? Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him, right? But a person that 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 looks back is not fit for the plow. Right? He said, so, so the plow is you've chosen to go into doing something that's going to not just impact lives, but fulfill your life, right? 
But if you look back, yeah, but I got to take care of this. It says you're not fit for the plow. Now, it used agriculture for a reason because back in the day, you know, they, they plowing and you had to, that row had to be straight. Now, I know I'm, a, I'm, I'm from Brick City. I, I know I'm a city boy from Jersey, but I understand some things. It had to be straight, you know, because if, 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 if you plow like this, well, when the crops grow, they'll be growing on top of each other. And they'll, they'll fight for the same resource and somebody's got to die. Something's going to have to give. But if you keep that row straight and you keep those gaps straight, they'll grow with enough space for all, everybody to get nutrients. But everybody has to be in line. And there has to be an agreement. We can't be all over the place. Right? See, I slipped that in. You see that? I just slipped. All right. so, so, so when they were plowing... They had to keep two hands on that thing so they could keep, keep everything going straight. But if they look back, they had to take a hand off. It could, it, it could, veer, to, it could veer off, off path, off that narrow way. See, looking back can cost you being on that straight line, staying on the path, right? You got that? Because so, you don't drive a car looking through a rearview mirror. You know that, right? Take, take a second to think about that for a second. You're driving, looking through the rearview mirror. <laughs> I just want you to just, just, just take a second. You're driving, looking through the rearview mirror. That's your whole focus is like this. What do you think is going to happen? All right, all right, just making sure. <laughs> all right? That's why Scripture says, forget the things that are behind you. Press toward the mark of the prize, right? All right, so, so this running, this running from our deployment, we're being deployed, Right? Uh, set up to, to be sent out to, to take care of some things in the kingdom. But some people are running from deployment. Uh, or, or we we was young, people would duck the draft, right? You know, like, you know, be like, and I was counting down the age, like, okay, I'm 18, I'm 19 now. They, they didn't draft me. I'm 20. Woo! Getting through. Now, I didn't know what the criteria was. I was the youngest son. I, I think it was something about the baby or something. But I ain't know. So every year I was like, whoo, I got over. Like, <laughs> Worry, I was, hey, let's worry about going to war. Like, you know, so every year. So, so, but people duck the draft. Some people were drafted, and they would duck the draft. They'd they go to Canada or something, right? They were being deployed for battle. And they'd be like, oh, no, I, we won't be going to no battle today. And then some people grab religion. Uh, they weren't really religious, but they like, you know, I, I could say it's against my religion or something like that. You know, they weren't really religious. I ain't fighting for this country. They ain't fighting for me. That, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. They ain't want to go to war. <laughs> I'm not hung out with them. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, they wasn't, they wasn't nobody really caring about all this, you know, with the politics. They just didn't want to fight. Well, we're being called. Oh, 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 are we spiritual draft dodgers? <laughs> Like, like just, just, just trying, to, trying to duck deployment. Right, and we don't want to do that because God's trying to set us up. And all right, so let's look here at John chapter 17. Let's read that real quick. And then we're going to read Matthew 28. So John 17. All right, and we'll, we'll just start here. Man, this is so much. Right, when you get a chance, read John chapter 17. That's Jesus interceding for us. I, I can't read the whole chapter. That wouldn't be right. Um, but let's just start with uh, 16. 
It says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Then say we weren't in the world, says we're not of the world, right? Verse 18, it says, thou hast sent me, look, see, Jesus had to go too. Thou hast sent me into the world, even so have also sent them into the world. So it said Jesus had to go and, you know, we're supposed to be following Christ. So he's sending us into the world. It says, and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now, truth means final reality, finished product, actually what our actual design is and why we are here. So he's saying that he was sent into this world. He had to go from heaven to come in this world, but we're sent into the world. Right? I was born in sin and shaping in iniquity, but not to conform to the world. The scripture says in Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world. So we're put here not to conform, but to transform it. You know, and, and, and we'll go back to it another time, but, you know, I did a teaching on the kingdom and how we're sent to colonize uh, this earth around. And so when they colonized America or the Bahamas, whatever, basically they came in, they, they had a certain authority or government that come in and they had, you know, uh, ambassadors and different people to guide them how, how this democracy or whatever works. Once they got it down and they were, it was running itself, then they left. Well, we're sent into this world, right? Uh, the scripture says for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. So we had to go, we had to come into this world, so we're supposed to transform this world, not conform to this world, right? right? Romans 12, 2, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. When we renew our minds, we renew the minds of the people that are around us, right? But we're so easy, like, how many times when you, when you, you justify your, what you're doing based on what the world is doing? Well, surely they're doing this. I was thinking about something. Um, talking to a guy. He's cracking on an athlete. I won't say the athlete's name. But he said, man, he's still wearing them wide leg pants. And I was like, well, my pants are still kind of wide. What's, what's your point? <laughs> but I knew what he was saying because, you know, the, 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 uh, the culture right now, everything is, you know, <laughs> everything's kind of. So... And, 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 and I get it. I get it. There's some things that, that are new that I like. I wear. <laughs> Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not saying people that do it. Some people, they, 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 they look sharp at it. Some of the people that was cracking that day look like the Flintstones. But, but my point here is... Um, yeah, take imagine to imagine the Flintstones and, and then you'll understand my point. But my point here is that it's, it's so easy to conform and justify what we do based on what everybody's doing. How about justifying what we do based on what God is doing? See, see are, are we playing off of God and what God has purposed us to do and is that the standard? Or are we playing off of the world and what the world is doing and that's the standard? So we, we're eased when we can say everybody's doing it. Not God is okay with it. I, just, just something to think about, not, not trying to put nobody down. So we've been sent into this world, not to be conformed. Let's go to Matthew, because somebody has to go. And, and Matthew is interesting because Matthew is more detailed. You have four Gospels. So if you think about four Gospels, think about four different perspectives. Right now I'm standing here. Those that are looking at me from the front sees the front of me. So if, you, if somebody was interviewing and they asked you to describe me, you would describe this. But you're not describing my whole, the whole me. 
you can't see from behind. You know, I can have I can have mud on, on on the back of my jacket for all you know, right? Then there's somebody on this side that can see a perspective, and somebody on that side that can see a perspective. So it's four different perspectives, four different gospels. Not just east, west, north, and south perspective as far as the gospels, but there's God's divinity. John did a great job of talking about that power. Uh, if you read through Matthew, you see Matthew's pretty detailed. As you go through. Uh, you go to uh, Luke. Luke will even talk about a lot of his assignment. He came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. And if you if you walk through his his whole process, he destroyed every level of what the devil did, even down to the two thousand demons that he cast out. That was the highest highest hierarchy of demonic influence, right? So so I said that to say Matthew is detailed, and it ends with a very important detail. And it's pretty much our mission here. Why we have to go. So Matthew 28 and verse 19. Well, we'll start verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. But look, here's that word. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, all people, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. So he says, I, I got you, I'm backing you. The scripture says he, he'll work with his word with signs following. But our job is to go. You know, so, so no matter what we're doing, no matter what our platform, so our platform could be sports, could be athletics, our platform could be dancing and singing, our platform could be business moguls, it could be real estate, it could be a doctor, it could be a lawyer, whatever our platform is, our goal is the same. We're supposed to be teaching people to be disciples. We're supposed to be sharing this word. But a lot of times we hide God. Even though the scripture says in Romans 1.16, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God on the salvation. But some of us are ashamed of the gospel, the good news. But the interesting thing is, I'm saying this just for impact. I got to watch my sarcasm, something I'm working on. But we, there's certain things we're not ashamed to share. We share all the time. We'll share the stats. We'll share the scores. You know, uh, we'll share. Hey, hey, did you hear such and such got married? Did you hear such and such? West came out with a new album. So we're sharing stuff all the time. My question is, why aren't we sharing the gospel? Like, like why would we hide that? And then some of us share the gospel, but we limit who we share it with. Like if we think somebody, we see somebody at a certain esteem or a certain status in life, we ain't going to share it with them. But why not? What's, what's the worst that could happen? Right? And so... When we say that, God is watching and saying, are you ashamed of me? Am I, I'm, I'm just somebody you hide in the closet? Now, how would you feel if somebody hid you in the closet? Some of y'all married. How do you feel the only time your husband really talk about you is at the house? In public, you're like, oh, I, didn't, I never said I was married. <laughs> you know, like, what, 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 how would you feel? How would you feel when, if you came around to their job or this, that, and the other, and people go, so who are you, his sister? No. Oh, is that your brother? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm a husband. <laughs> oh, okay. And they had them looks like, uh -huh. we didn't know she was married. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> 
acoustics. Everybody heard you. <laughs> she said, so, so, it's the truth. <laughs> she says the truth. All right, so, so now think of how you feel. Now, God, how do you think he feels when we're selectively sharing what God is about? Or when certain family members come around, woo, peer pressure, we're like, I ain't going to talk about the Lord. Actually, we change who we are. Or certain groups of people will change who we are. Change how we flow. They wouldn't even know you say it. And you trying to prove you still got that flavor. Why? What's that flavor doing for you? Well, I'll tell you what it's doing for you. It's allowing the devil to sneak in your life and attach some sickness and disease. Some confusion. Just to, to break stuff and to destroy stuff. To zap your resources. Right? That's what it's allowing. All right, so I don't know how that's going over. <laughs> All right, it's, 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 hey, listen, I, I've grown through it. I grow through it now. I, I, I'm exposed to a whole lot of different people. And I'm like, man, I can't, can't let that go. I got I to slip Jesus in here. It's not going to go in well. It's not going to go over well, but no, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, even, even recently, I don't think, they're my, I don't think it, people might have said, you know, even this house. I know we had a pastor, you too holy. Well, first of all, I didn't know there was such a thing as being too holy, but, okay. The thing is, you want to come in God's house, and people have come to the altar, they've been healed, right? You know, Stella has stage four, four cancer. She want to walk up in here, and it's anointed. She don't want to walk up in here, and, you know, we, we're proving we can be just as cool as the world. That, ain't gonna, that wasn't going to help you be healed, right? Actually, you wouldn't even have trusted us. You'd be like, eh, I'm not going to church for healing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? So, or, or, or where my buddy at? That guy right there. Like, like that, that, I mean, listen, and his mama, no matter what, she, 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 listen, y'all pray, right? But you trusting that we living for God, right? Keyshawn, I'm talking to you, right? Ain't you trusting? <laughs> Like, uh, we were talking about this this week, right? You want us on this wall, right? Well, a part of that is creating an atmosphere that is sanctified, right. not compromised. And not a conforming church. I know everything. I know the fad of church is hip, it's cool, it's this, that, and the other. But that stuff has a shelf life. I've seen it. I've seen the hip and cool. I've seen the hip and cool on the back end. On the front end, they're all excited. But... We're trying to be obedient to do what God says. Right? And sometimes you got to, like, you got you to gotta talk to people and get rejected. You got to talk to people and that ain't cool. You got to talk to people and, oh, here you go. You think you holy. You know, you're in school now. You got to talk to your friends and be like, oh, okay, so you ain't going to be talking about that Jesus stuff. You got to, you, you, what you're saying is, listen, this is, what my, this is what's saving my life. Eventually, they're going to come around because they're going to go through something where they're going to need you. At first, you'll you be a joke at first. But I guarantee you won't be a joke. Hey, I remember you was talking to me the other day about that Jesus stuff. Could, 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 could we pray something? See, your confidence is they're always going to need you. So, so take the laugh on the front end. Somebody got to go. Somebody got to be willing to look bad. Right? Um, so, so Let's, 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 ah, for the sake of time here, let's do uh, Exodus 22.30. I mean, 
No, no. I'll give you Exodus. We're going to go to Judges 6. All right. I'll, I'll tell you what Exodus. Exodus 22, 30 says, I sought for a man, but couldn't find one. <laughs> right? I sought for one, but I couldn't find one. And then Moses, he said, I'm sending you to the, to the children of Israel. And Moses is like, man, I'm not going to them, man. I can't even really talk. But look here. I just want to give you this, this story of uh, Gideon for the sake of time. We may hit in here, which I didn't want to teach about this the next time I talk. But it's cool. So we're going to park here at Gideon. I mean, Judges 6. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about Gideon. It's, he don't have his own chapter. All right, so Judges 6, verse 12. It says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, and that's Gideon, and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. So now, for him to be called a mighty man of valor, that means he was living a certain way before God showed up, Right? And then verse 13, it says, And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, now, now, this is good, because this is how we all think. He said, <laughs> he said, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this fallen us, or befallen us? He says, And where be all of his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of Midian and the Lord looked upon him and said go there it is again go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites have not I sent thee and, and, and so, so I'm just going to park right there so here you have God showing up to talk to Gideon and Gideon is going well if, if, you can, if you're talking to me that means you hear if you hear why is all this craziness happening? So his first question wasn't like, oh God, thou, he didn't get on his knees, you wonderful, holy, wonderful. No, his first thing was a Chris. He did a Chris on him. All right, so God, help me out here. Why is all this stuff happening? That's Chris all day. Like 25 years of this, I've been dealing with this guy. All right, so I had to slip you in here, you know, since you're up front here. All right, so, so Gideon did, did a Chris. So why is this? Why is that? Why is this? And so God says, go, I sent thee. He says, you asking me why all this is happening, what do you think I sent you for? What you here for? Remember I gave you the scripture last week, Romans 8, 19, all creations wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. So, so, so we're sitting there, it says, matter of fact, the scripture goes on and says, creation is groaning and travailing. When will you all get in your rightful place so we don't have to deal with this craziness? Right? right? Didn't God send y'all? Well, why ain't y'all in place doing what y'all supposed to do? We waiting on y'all. Remember I told you I, gave, I used the Lion King, gave you the story of the Lion King, how he, Simba was supposed to be the king, and he got ran in, out into the jungle. But, you know, I, I know y'all don't relate to jungle, so I said last week, the jungle is out there kicking their party, you know. So he's out there partying, and he's the next king. And then Rafiki comes to him, knocks him on the head, and says, you, you don't know who you are, do you? You're more than you've become. 
Then he showed him his reflection in the mirror, 1 Corinthians 13. It says, now you're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now you see in part or know in part, but then you'll know even as you're known by God. So he looks and he sees, he sees a reflection, but he sees a lion. His last reflection of himself was a cub. He was running around with an improper image of himself. Whole time he was a, lion, a king, but he was walking around thinking he was just an average guy. He was walking around going, they got that right. Yeah, I heard over there in that kingdom, man, they, they, them hyenas tearing stuff up. I hope somebody taking care of that business over there. Man, I feel bad for them. Man, let's go get some more bugs, <laughs> right? But some of us have been doing that. Man, yeah, man, all this stuff happening in the communities and stuff like that, it's a shame. It's a shame. Hope somebody's taking care of that. Hey, let's go get us another drink. When the whole time he sent us. See, somebody has to go. Somebody has to be used, allow themselves to be used. We can't keep hiding behind, uh, uh, you know, I just like being behind the scenes. But that's not Bible. The Bible says let your light shine. Don't hide it under a bushel. See, there's nothing you can tell me that lines up with you being behind the scenes. That I wasn't being sarcastic. I'm just saying. That's what the Bible says. But doesn't the Bible says let your light shine? Matthew? We ain't got to go read it, do we? That everybody know, what is it? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Right? Right, everybody? Come on, man. We got the songs and everything, right? Yeah, I don't know why it says this little light, but anyway, we'll work with it. So what I'm saying is we know that we're supposed to let our light shine. Yes, it's difficult to do that. Because once you are on a platform and everybody's watching, you, you're tempted to, I hope I do this right. Ain't that right, Jay? You're like, uh, yeah, every, every. Like, you know, like, you know, you can see yourself. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, as a preacher, you see yourself. Okay. Uh, oh, this is good. Oh, hey, here we go. This is good. This is breaking this down. I left my, my tablet home, so that's why I'm using my phone. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah. To, okay, Lord, I got it. I got it. This is what we're going to talk about. Yeah, but it don't always go the way you, you think it's. Hey, we got about 40-something people preaching a year, fast week, right? Four times a year. Ain't y'all a witness. It don't go the way you think it's going to go when you come up here. Right? So, 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 so that's a reality for everybody. But somebody's got to go up there. <laughs> somebody's got to share that word. Somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to talk to the people that's coming down your road. So he sent you. Somebody's got to talk to the people that relate to the things you do. When God knows you're going to not run from your deployment, he'll send you because he knows he can use you. But, but, but if there's anything in you that's like, oh, sure, Lord. Sure, Lord, you can use me. You can use me. Just, just let me go. Let me go do my thing. If he knows on the inside, you just talking, he ain't sending you. Listen, I used to say that when I was pursuing basketball, professional basketball. I'd be like, hey, God, you know, listen, if you don't want me to play, man, now I just shut it down, man. I just shut it down, you know, because I'm all about living for you, Lord. I'm new to living for God, right? <laughs> That's not what I was thinking on the inside. I'd be like, well, I said it. That's enough, right? I ain't got to do it, <laughs> right? I, I at least said it. I mean, my boys ain't even saying it. That's what I was, that's how I was thinking. God was like, okay. All right, you, you, you actually think that, that I'm like, man, that I look on the outward appearance. No, 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 I look on the heart. I'm looking at your heart all the time. So I promote hearts, not mouths. Not, not, 
not, not stuff that you try to process in your head. Not even feelings. You can feel any way you want to feel. I'm, I'm bypassing your, 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 your feelings. I'm bypassing your intellect. I'm bypassing your emotions. I'm bypassing even your standards that you set. I'm going right to the heart. When I have your heart, I know I have you. And when I have you, I know I could use you. And I know I could use you, hey, when you go, I'm with you. Always, even into the end of the world. So guess what? I know the, the sign says somebody had to go. And maybe I'll redo the, the, the artwork to put, you got to go. <laughs> and change it. You know, next time the teacher would be like, you got to go. <laughs> uh, when we say... Uh, uh, you got to get on. What's, uh, well, I stayed with foster parents, so the, the, the guy was old, like a grandparent. And like when when his one of his siblings was tripping, one of his kids was tripping. He'd be like, "You gotta, you gonna have to get out of here. You gonna, he gonna get it all night. I'll be trying to sleep. He's like, he gonna get out of here. Guess what? Some of y'all gonna have to get out of here. And when I mean out of here, out of that place of complacency, out of that place of compromise, out of, you know, and just take a step. Take the next best step from where you are. You're not going to walk on water overnight, but some of us are kind of, kind of, almost like forgot about when we first came to the kingdom. You know, like when, when, when you was just happy, like, whew, you know, and you was like, I'll do anything God tell me to do. Okay, so now is, is your time to do it. Right? All right, let's stand on your feet. That's all. That's all. That's enough.